We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, Joe Zagacki in here tonight, Hurricane Hotline. I'm on soon here around South Florida, so if you're out there, be careful uh, wherever you might be driving. Uh, we move on from uh, University of Miami discussion momentarily. Now we move into the ACC, and nobody better to talk about the ACC than the great Wes Durham joining us now, voice of the Atlanta Falcons, voice of the ACC. Wes, good evening. How are you? Joe, take care of yourself, my man. Always when something <laughs> like this happens down there, I think about you guys. So buckle up, my man. Yeah, we're all good here. People in Fort Myers going to uh, have a long couple of days here, which is uh, a bit west of us, but... Um, hopefully mm-hmm. it'll come through that okay. Um, yeah. ACC, what do we what do we what do we know about this league so far as we go into week number five? Well, we've got an interesting situation playing out in the Atlantic this weekend because you know Clemson obviously hosts NC State Saturday night in prime time, and Wake Forest visits Florida State. At least that's the plan today, right? Um, I think uh, I, I think you're going to get a little more clarity on that side of the house. I thought Wake and Clemson delivered the goods last week. That was a a terrific ball game, uh, and I thought it would be, and it ended up being maybe one of the better games the league has staged in the last couple of years, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm interested to kind of see how this weekend goes from that standpoint and what it means for the month of October. I think we're going to have to wait on the Coastal a little bit. Um, I think it's interesting the way kind of things have started there. Um, you know, obviously Pittsburgh debuts in league play this weekend, uh, you guys have yet to start in conference play. Uh, I think Duke is probably one of the surprises. I think they and Syracuse, in my opinion, are the, are the two biggest surprises, at least of the first month of the regular season. You, know, you mentioned that Wake-Clemson game, and, uh, I mean, it was a great game. The, 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 yeah. I think one of the problems the league has is, uh, I hate to say this about Wake, but maybe it's just in our part of the country. They're just not a household name, and people just – they can't believe it when they see it. Or, you know, you, you tell people over and over, it's going to be a great game, or Wake's got a great offense. The guy's a really good coach, right. got a great offensive coordinator. Keep an eye on Wade, mm-hmm. watch this quarterback. And it's as if Rutgers is playing Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. I think one of the missions that we've kind of taken on this year in this league is, you know, the reputation of the league beyond the first month of the regular season. And we're starting to see a little of that develop, okay? I think the, uh, you know, we've done okay in the non-conference stuff. Maybe we haven't won as many as we need to, per se. But I would tell you this, I, I think there are some some encouraging signs here about the league playing relevant football into November. And I think one of them, believe it or not, is going to be 
the game the Saturday after Thanksgiving between you and Pitt. I think Miami-Pittsburgh is probably going to have a major say in, uh, in who wins the Coastal and ultimately maybe who goes to Charlotte the next week. One of the teams well, may be out, one of them may be in, or both may be in. We'll see how it plays out. Based on last week, we got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, I look, I think that, and it's funny, I was uh, reiterating, Roddy Jones and I co-host this thing on Sirius XM's ACC channel called The Breakdown. And we we tape it on Monday mornings, and it airs Monday and then throughout the week leading up to, the obviously, the weekend of games. And, and one of the things we discussed was something we had touched on in July, believe it or not. And what we touched on in July was that, you know, look, Mario Cristobal and all the things that had gone on down there, Joe, and you've seen this before, there, there are things that happened that, you know, even in, in the truest sense of the word, it's still, quote, a first-year situation, right? And that part of it, to me, is always really interesting. And I think what's going what's gonna to come about from that is, is that you're going to have scenarios where, you know, there'll be some frustration points. And I think you guys have experienced some of those frustration points. But there's also going to be some successes. There's too good a situation, too good a coaching staff, too prideful a program not to have some positivity turn out of it. And, you know, somebody say, well, you know, the cat's talking Pollyanna here. But in all reality, I do believe that there is a, a true sense of, of maybe this program coming back. Now, was Saturday a toast of? Absolutely. And, but fortunately, you got a week off and you don't have to process that and prep at the same time. You can you can spend a good bit of time on this, and by the time you turn around and what play Carolina in two weeks, I think you're going to have a, a better accountability of who you are and what you are, and you know maybe we'll see some maybe we'll see some tweaks in the details, maybe not. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I think um, I think what a lot of people were hoping for, probably me included, is that uh, and you know when you get a new coaching staff, there, there's going to be growing pains, like you said. I think what we were mm-hmm. hoping for is that Miami would be able to avoid the kind of game that they had on Saturday, which has plagued sure. them for 15 years. And so yep. the reality is, ultimately, what, the, what that says to me is, you, you got a great coaching staff and a very, very, very good head coach. Uh, coaching only takes you so far. Everybody knows, ultimately, you got to stockpile your talent. And Miami has not stockpiled mm-hmm. their talent yet. Might have yeah. a good enough talent. Should have good enough good enough talent to, to do better in this league, but mm. uh, the, the inconsistency to me comes back to talent. Yeah, I I think one of the things that you know you have is look, they're they're you know your program Virginia Tech. They're they're trying to go back to where they once were, right? There's there's no question about that. That's the ultimate goal. I saw Virginia Tech a couple weeks ago. Um, on the quick turnaround, they played Saturday before the Thursday game, and I had their Saturday home game. And I, I watched it intently, thinking, okay, what, where am I going to see some differences? And I think, you know, look, they're, they've done a pretty good job getting them ready to play, but they still got some inequities. They don't have enough speed on the perimeter. You know, I did the game with Eddie Royal, and he talked about that as, you know, that's a real factor for who they're going to be. You just mentioned the depth and stockpiling talent at Miami. There's no question that's that's got to continue to develop, and I think certainly it sounds like, for what I know, they've had pretty good success at least so far in recruiting. Yeah. I think the scenarios that play out for this league is the 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 stay the the ability of the league to stay relevant is now. It's happened. It's you've got teams that are rebuilding that are the right teams. You've developed new customers in line. We've talked about Wake Forest. I think NC State, as you know, is a a developed program now, right? They're playing a huge ball game on Saturday. 
Clemson is a brand. We don't have to worry about Clemson. They're always going to be kind of in the discussion, right? But the league now is starting to add a handful more of teams behind that, and I think that's what gets you excited about maybe where this league is going in a couple of years. Miami's next two opponents play each other on Saturday. You just mentioned Virginia yeah. Tech. Uh, Virginia yeah. Tech and Carolina uh, will square off <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, you have Virginia Tech great, well, playing very good defense, 260 yards a game, I think it is. Carolina, yeah. awful defense, but an offense that averages 500 and some yards a game. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, Joe. I mean – Notre Dame couldn't move it across the street seemingly against yeah. Cal a week ago, and they come to Chapel Hill. They look like a CFL team, don't they? I mean, <laughs> yes. good night. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, it's worth noting that Carolina's defensive coordinator is Gene Chizik, who yeah. I believe was the defensive coordinator there under Fedora when they had a ton of success right. and, of course, won a national yeah. championship at Auburn. And it's not like he forgot yeah. football. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's It's – it's just a matter, and you know what? I could take it to a smaller scale. It's a little bit of the, you know, resetting of a program in some way, yeah. except it's just offensive. It's just defensively for them. And, you know, maybe where you're going through it in a, in a much more dominant situation, these guys are going through it just on one side of the ball. They got talent. You know that. I mean, you've seen those guys. I mean, yeah. they got guys that look the part, but they're having a struggle now, and it's, um, you know, Mac Brown was pretty candid. He said, look, we're the worst defensive team in the country, and we're going to be one of the worst at the end of the year because you can't make it up in, in the remaining, what, eight ball games? So, you know, we're going to see what happens. But you're right. It, the Coastal's going to play itself out gradually, as I said earlier. But I, I think that Sunday or that Saturday, rather, after Thanksgiving is, uh, is going to be the money game to determine who's in Charlotte. Now, who they're playing in Charlotte, I also think we get a little more clarity of it this week. But hypothetically, you know, if NC State were to beat Clemson, Clemson then as the win over Wake Forest, so now the tiebreaker comes into play. And You know, I, I told somebody Sunday on my way home from Seattle, the good news is we're going to get rid of these divisions and play this thing straight yeah. next year, and that's, that's a good thing for everybody. That is a good thing for everybody. So this uh, Clemson-NC State game is Saturday night. Clemson has yeah. won uh, 30-some games in a row at home. Uh, well, I think yep. it's the longest home winning streak in the nation right now. In fact, I think they have the longest win streak in the nation right now. They do. Uh, yeah, going you're going right back to last accounts. year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ Uwe Ungalale played pretty darn good. Uh, so far, he's played pretty darn good. State's got an older team. See, this is what I preach all the time. I, I, I love the teams that have patience and build and mm-hmm. build You know their offensive line and defensive line, and that's what State has under Dave Dorn. Yeah, they do. And you know what? The thing, too, Joe, that I respect a lot about what the job not only Dave's done in Raleigh, but Dave Clawson in Winston-Salem is, they've been given a chance to do it, right? They've yeah, been given right. a chance to grow well, those programs. Dorn's in his 10th season at yeah. uh, so NC Clawson. State, and Clawson's 10 years at Wake Forest. Yeah. So so, so you can uh, in the same time span, Miami's had three coaches. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it, you're gonna have to exercise this new world and landscape we're living in. You may have to have a little patience somewhere along the way. And and Miami, Miami fans Saturday night probably didn't think they'd need the patience, but they probably have to have a little bit of it this week for sure. How do you see this Clemson State game? Uh, can you tell me for sure? Can you put your meteorological hat on and tell me uh, what the weather's going to be? <laughs> well. 
probably rain. I don't know if it's going to yeah. they're going to have have as much rain as uh, you have to bring your guts game. Uh, yeah. Dabo Sweeney, bring your own guts nice. game. Yeah, well done. Right. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, but I think they could probably um, have some rain. I do, and I, here's what I think. How, NC State's a little better on defense than people realize. You know, outside the walls of this league, I think those of us that follow the league know they're pretty good. Uh, they have sputtered. I don't want to say struggled. They have sputtered on offense. They uh, Demi Somu Kangbai, I think, is shaking up. Got banged up the other night in the win against UConn. I don't know what his status is. Jordan Houston also a little dinged up. So the run game could be could be a critical piece to this. I, the element that I think is, and I give this kid a tremendous amount of credit. DJ Uyunglele has played really three pretty good ball games. And he took a big stage moment there the other day in Winston-Salem and, and matched it, right? I mean, right. you had the play where the guy was grabbing his leg and he converted the two-point ball. and He threw the strike to Bo Collins for the t- touchdown. He threw the ball to Davis Allen, big-time catch in the end zone in overtime. So, Uwe Ungalale is now kind of coming into his own after kind of taking a public beating, to be honest with you, because he wasn't reaching those expectations a year ago. Um Clemson should be favored, some may say heavily, because they're playing at home, and I do think that counts. But NC State, Joe, to your point, is old. They got a lot of old guys. They're kind of building for the moment. They kind of crossed this bridge last year. I think Dave Dorn's done a terrific job. But they're going to have to score the ball against a really good front seven. Now, their back end is is not as good right now. It's not as sharp um, defensively. But if it rains and you can't throw the ball as uh, as Leary is capable of, I I think that favors Clemson. I don't know if the people in Tallahassee will have respect for Wake Forest or not. Again, I think Wake has to if play. If they don't, they'll get beat, Joe. If yeah, they don't, right. they'll get beat. Um, but Florida State has found their identity. They run the yeah. football. They're number one in the league running the football. They score yeah. in the red zone which means you know they're number four in scoring, but they're number one in total offense. And defensively, yeah. defensively, um, they're number four in scoring. They give up some yards, mm-hmm. but you don't score on them, so they've found their identity. Yeah, and, and you know what? Again, been through the downswing and hit the upturn a little bit here. I mean, you can't put value on the LSU game, can you? I mean, it just it paid huge dividends for them. And Travis plays with a ton of confidence. They've got some really good, you know, pieces on both offensive and defensive lines. They run it to daylight, whether it's Treshawn Ward or Trey Benson or anybody else. They've got guys to throw it to. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see where this goes for them. They're in the mix, but they have to win Saturday to create another moment. And you know what? Give them credit. They found a way here in the first couple of weeks, right? I mean, the other night was a smoke show, but the LSU game, um, you know, the Louisville game, they found ways to win. And I think that's a that's a hell of a characteristic to have in your pocket right now if you're Mike Norville, for sure. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot different landscape than it was two years ago for them, too. Their secondary will be tested because Wake's got some re- – Wake has receivers yeah, that can play yeah. for anybody. Anybody. Yeah, the big kid Perry's the real deal. He's yeah. going to play Sunday somewhere. <laughs> and I think that – Keyshawn Williams' kids come on for him this year, too, which has been good because, you know, a lot of people, you know, remember Surratt a couple of years ago, everybody thought, well, you know, they'll, they'll eventually phase these guys out. But Perry kid's been terrific. Keyshawn Williams has been terrific. Um, they run it well. And the kid at quarterbacks, you know, he's a gamer. 
Joe. You know that. You've seen those guys. Yeah, I mean, Hartman. Kids that, kids that know how to win, and Sam Hartman knows how to win. He's uh, he's a special player. Uh, I don't put him in the Riley Skinner category because Riley Skinner won the ACC championship in 06. But I tell you what, Sam Hartman is uh, – we're fortunate to have him in the ACC. Wake's been fortunate to have him. But believe it or not, Joe, eligibility-wise, he's got another year if he wants it. How about that? It's already like 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> old as you and me right <laughs> what is he 23 oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think he... I think he is i think he's 23 but closer to 24 than 22 uh, how's that yeah uh, that's what i think yeah i i saw him on your show a couple of months ago yeah he's yeah, been there he forever great. uh yeah he's great but that's good you know i i appreciate guys that that stay in college football i, I was talking to don bailey the other day and i said I don't understand, and this has happened to Miami all the time. You know, guys that are on the that play in the line, either offensive line or defensive line, that leave unless they're you know Jalen Phillips, who it looks like an NFL right. player. But if you're 21 yeah. years old, I'm watching the Dolphins play the Bills the other day, and uh, I think it was the Bills. A guy gets his helmet knocked off. He's an offensive lineman for the Bills. He's 32 years old and built yeah. like granite, right? Yeah. I mean, he looks like he spends his lunch hour dragging tires around the parking lot. And you're going to go dislodge that guy? You're better off yeah. staying in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's, uh, well, now there's, you know, some guys are going to take a pay cut to go go pro ball. You know, that's I had that probably, conversation the other day with a basketball coach. Yeah. yeah well, that's a, another element that we don't have enough time to, to spend. No, we uh, don't. I do have no. two, two other uh, topics okay. to hit you with real fast. Uh, I saw okay. this article the other day, I guess it was in, in the Raleigh paper, about when it broke that the Big Ten was expanding, that Bubba Cunningham had a discussion with his president and uh, North Carolina sure. about what the ACC should do. And so moving forward, uh, what, what do you think the ACC should do or can do or will do? Well, I think there are a couple things in play here. And one, a lot of people have already heard about the grant of rights. So they know what the landscape is. And, you know, Dan Radakovich in, in your place can speak to the grant of rights because he was in the room when it was all formulated, obviously, at Georgia Tech, right? Um, so he knows kind of how the grant was put together and, and that kind of thing. So the grant of rights is a real document, and it, it does provide um, the financial security to a degree, although the, the length of it is certainly under consideration now. I think the ACC is in a revenue-generating mode. The institutions are, the conferences itself. I think we've got to understand that, you know, you just don't go out in the driveway and start the car on money and start making it. There are a couple of different things that have to happen, so I think it's going to be interesting to watch that kind of play out in the next 18 months or so. Um, for me, the league is in pretty good shape. Now, it's not – it does not have the revenue streams that the uh, Big Ten and the SEC are going to have, but I don't know that there anybody is, Joe. I mean, it's just those guys hit it at the right time. They're the guys that, you know, put their money down and the stock went crazy, right? So yeah. that's where they are. I do believe, however, that the bigger concern has to be the landscape of what college athletics is going to look like. And right now we need to get our arms around that as much as we need to get our arms around who's playing in what league and how they're playing. Because the the college game cannot continue to evolve with this 
you know, loose, loosest interpretation of leadership I've ever seen for the last 12 years in Indianapolis is what I've said. I mean, it's, you know, my goodness, it's, it's just been disgusting in some respects what's happened there. And it's taken athletic directors and people of that nature and university presidents and college commissioners to get together to kind of, you know, reset what the NCAA is going to look like. And I'm anxious to see kind of what the guidelines and the broad strokes look like. And I'll be honest with you, too. I think one of the revenue streams you're going to see is going to be more conference football down the road. We're, we're set on this uh, three five five for three years starting next year. And I think that's a good thing. But by the time we get to 26 and the playoff expands and all these other things happen, Joe, I'm not going to be terribly surprised if we're playing nine or ten conference games. Oh, no, that I agree is a you. revenue build. Yeah. That's a revenue right. builder right in front of us. That's not hard to do. Right. People. People. Uh, Syracuse is playing Wagner this week. People don't want. Yeah. Wagner. People. People don't want to see those kind of games. And not. And, yeah. and there's no play. And, and television doesn't want to air that kind of game. Uh, and no disrespect the other night to uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma, but that was the fight. Now that's you know a conference game. But you can see where these networks are going. They want the, yeah. the the name brands playing each other. They don't want them playing. They don't want Alabama playing Akron mm-hmm. or Georgia playing Kent State. Uh, yeah. For that matter, they don't really want Miami playing Middle Tennessee State. They want Miami playing, no, and, yeah. you know, nine and, or ten games in the ACC. Too. Sure. Let me, let me offer you this one and, and kind of a close here on this topic because I think people have to understand something. And, you know, Look, we all know the seven-figure deals that are being done for non-conference games, right? But if you play more conference games, that's more money that you put in your pocket, the money you're saving from having to buy the non-conference game, most all the time at home, or you don't have to put – you're going you're gonna to revenue share the bigger money, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. And I don't think people are thinking it out. You know, and, and look, there are schools that play really difficult schedules. Well, we're moving into this now where the dollars and the business side are going to require that we take on more of a pro look. And that pro look has to be reflected in scheduling as much as it does anywhere else. And it's a challenge because, you know, you're going to have to say goodbye to some. Look, I, I am, I will tell you this, the four schools in the ACC that play the Southeastern Conference opponents at the end of every year, Louisville, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and um I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Florida Florida State. State. Okay, right. Those four games to me hang in some degree of peril after 2025. I'm just just saying that what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State did last week could very well be happening to those four schools at the end of the 2025 year. Yeah, I I would not be shocked by that. I I would say uh, also I just wanted to mention it, it looks like a pro model. And, and nobody's become more pro than USC. I heard this the other day, right. and I had to, and I don't think people understand this. Lincoln Riley has 50, 50 new players on his team. Yep, that's 50, 50 players they ran off. Fifty. Yep. Now, now yep. that's not, you know, oh, student athlete. That is, we're going to find, we're going to do an overhaul here to win now. Fifty. Mm-hmm. New yep. players at USC. Crazy, so, isn't it? Yeah. Well, when you get going back to your point, and I know uh, I'll just make it real short because uh, Georgia Tech needs a new coach. But Georgia Tech, whoever's going to go, I heard you mention that today. Whoever goes to Georgia Tech's going to want to know what are they dealing with. Right. 
Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting situation because I think the candidate for athletic director and even the one for head football coach are going to ask questions of the president and anybody else involved in that decision from the institution side of the house. They're going to ask them as difficult a question as they're going to ask the candidate on the other side. And the school is going to have to answer. And those answers will determine ultimately whether or not the candidate stays in and if the school's interested in hiring them. That's simple All right. to me. Yep. All right, Wes, you're always a great guest and uh, very gracious with your time. Thank you so much. And uh, I will see you somewhere, one of these games, if not football, yeah. certainly basketball. Yeah, I hope so too. Tell DBJ hello, okay? I'll do that. Thanks, Wes. All right, man. You bet, Joe. Right, that's, Be well. Uh, Wes Durham of the ACC Network and the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.